0: The following audio is via a Skype call.
1: Welcome to Energy Works Radio with Atana Badili. Have you ever wondered what has been gripping your power and light, shutting you off from your potential? Wonder no more. Energy Works Radio with one of the world's leading healers and transformation catalyst, Atana, will help you map out a pathway to create the life you truly desire. Atana brings his ability to see energy patterns to help you become the conductor of your own higher self. Get ready to unhook from those limiting agreements and patterns to create a greater fullness of expression of your soul. Say yes to the creative energy within you and stand in the power of this place to honor your gifts, recognize your skills, and extend outward in the world. Why? Why? For the highest good imaginable. Now here's your amazing host, Atana Badili.
0: Hello, everybody. This is Atana. I'm so happy to be here with you today in Transformational Radio and Energy Works. We are um, having Melissa with us, Melissa, Melissa Kelton, and uh, she's an amazing being. a a healer that works on transformation, on her own healing, on her transformational work in herself and in her life and in her family. And she's going to have some questions for today. Hi, Melissa.
2: Hi, Atana. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, You're so welcome. We're so glad to have you. Well, I can truly say you have
2: been a transformational uh, force in my life multiple times, multiple years. So I do have lots of questions. I have uh, want to start off with the sessions that we have with you, um, the one-on-one. Is there anything that we can do to be ready for your sessions so that we're more clear, more easy to uh, do our own work?
0: yes it 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 helps when um when we come into the one on one sessions with an idea what it is that i want to transform or that you want to transform and you have an you have a you have a topic that you might already work on or that comes up as um uh, as often and you see that that the same topic comes up and it might it, it might evolve but it still kind of comes up to the surface and it's good to have a a topic to work on of course if you just come in and you experience the um, the energy work and you come in uh, being open and just you know wondering what could it be maybe it's something that I haven't even looked at that could be the the reason it's also good to in some sessions, to just allow to come up what wants to come up. But if you already know what you're working on and you, you have specifics, that uh, that can be also very helpful.
2: All right. Well, now you just touched on something that uh, any of us that have had a session with you can certainly, have um, they can understand. So Mm -hmm. why is it when we come to you and we work on something and we feel really good, we've transformed it, and we may go months, years, and then it reappears, why does it come back again?
0: Mm -hmm. It's a very good question. When, When we work on a topic and it comes up to the surface and we did some transformational work on it and it starts to... Um, transform and it starts to disappear. That that means we already uh, we already um, hit the the major chords of it. And once it starts transforming, what comes back in in the or what can come back in the future? It's not the same. It's not really the same um, uh, stagnation anymore. It's the evolved stagnation because. There is, a, there is a theory that everything is in existence in the same time, like parallel. You have, in, at the same time, all possibilities kind of going parallel in, um, into infinity. So as you're evolving, everything in you evolves too. And when we go into a place where the, um, the, the topic that we worked on might be really deep, and it's, it's not just stemming from uh, you know, yesterday, but it's a, it's a really deep uh, traumatic experience. It, it needs to be considered on many different dimensions. That means it will come up as many times as required until it's transformed. But if you had already, um, if you had already the experience where it could um, shift or transform to some extent, that's already a success.
2: Okay, well, now you have made me think of something else. So uh, let me ask you this. So if we work on something right now and we transform it, are we changing our past lives, our future lives, and our parallel lives? In that moment, are we changing history?
0: Yeah, at the same, at the same time, when we transforming them, we are literally going back and um I don't want to say purging, but we are clearing our system, and we are giving ourselves permission not to having to carry that with us as a burden or as a heaviness. But we are uh, we are moving forward as a um, as a recognizer that we um, um, created it in the first hand to give ourselves an insight or a learning experience, and once it starts transforming. The question is, how how much did we integrate the, the learning experience and how much is that part of our new reality? Or are we going back and reverting back and reestablishing the old patterns? Because when we work on one pattern um, or traumatic experience or stagnation, you have to look at this, a human being is literally an unlimited energy system. We are like unlimited beings. That means everything that's that we create or that's in us has also the potential of unlimitedness. Might that be a good thing or a limitation? So every time we work on transformation, we have to have the the remedy um, at hand that we uh, recognized or utilized to transform it, and that needs to be um, that needs to be applicable um, at any time because it's almost like. Uh, Like weeds, you know, in the garden, even though you pulled all the weeds in your garden, next year they could be back. That
2: is very true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so it requires a continuous intention of cleansing and clearing and purification. And you wouldn't just um, do this if you don't like it, right? you love your garden, you love your space, you want it to be well and looking good and having the vegetables and fruits that you want and that's why you're putting the effort in. So a lot of the times life and the pattern wants to know how much we really appreciate our lives and love our lives so that we really want to go back and say you know what I want this life to be my best life ever And I'm going to put as much effort in as required in order to make this my best life.
2: Okay. Well, you know, now that leads to another thing that I've always wondered. So in my sessions with you, I've always been amazed at how you could discern whether an issue was something in my current life or whether it was something from a past life that was just kind of a hanger on, I guess is the best word for it. How, is there a way for us to discern that, or how do you discern that? How do you, how are you able to tell? Because you're oh. you're, you're always dead on.
0: Accurate. Oh, my tricks! I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right, um It's a it's a very good question. I can, I can sense often when you talk, or when I talk to a person about. Whatever they're working on, I can I can see a trace. I can see an energy trace, and sometimes the energy trace goes back, almost like a beam of light that goes really far back, almost like um, you know, like a Star Wars beam, and and you can see it goes like really far into the horizon, or it just kind of it's a short pulse of a beam. Then I can see, oh, it just kind of stays in this life, and uh, sometimes it's a longer. Uh, pause almost like a Mor- morse code you know and every time um every time i see it i can sense oh this goes back like a couple past lives or 10 or 15 or two or three or it just stays in this lifetime and that's how i discern it and yeah that that's definitely um uh, traceable and learnable um you know i can um, in in some classes i can work on refining that and um and streamlining that you know
2: Well, that is definitely a gift or one of your many gifts that you have, and I've always wondered, uh, so that's interesting. Um, So let me ask you another question. Um, During your sessions, you also provide or offer, uh, occasionally you'll offer us crystals or stones for support. Mm -hmm. Um, You have like this huge, what I call a medicine cabinet, is what it seems to be, of, of remedies for us. When we have i guess I should say overcome whatever it is we were working on and we've transformed it and we've you know the stone has helped us how what should we do with that stone? I hate to just leave it on the side, but sometimes I've moved on to another issue and you've given me another form of support yeah what's the best way to to handle that
0: i'm I handle my my stones as um Literally as supporters, as friends, as tools, as well as uh, supporters. Just having them in the environment, in my environment, um, supports me in in remembering what I worked on. Then I can, if anything comes up in that area again, and mm-hmm. since we're living, um, since we're living, everything is in, in, in flux and in motion when something similar comes up I, I start utilizing them otherwise I make sure they're like in the highest state of um, you know of their um, vibrancy where they're cleansed where they're purified where they're ready um, to work with me if I require them again if, if I need them you know oh
2: okay well um, I know this has happened to me and, and some others as well but these beautiful crystals that we have had um, you know inadvertently uh, they have broken uh, for whatever reason dropped or broken or, or whatever
1: yes what sure.
2: is the best way to handle that do we try to glue them back together do we honor their new um, form what is the best way to handle that
0: I I personally when they break I have them in um, I bury them in Beautiful power places, for example, at a river, or close to a powerful tree, where they can, where they can live out their their lives, and where they can support the environment as well. Usually, when they've soaked up a lot of energy, and uh, sometimes they're sacrificing themselves by breaking, and releasing that overcharge that they still carry, then um, you know the stone in itself, the consciousness is not broken. But I give the stone after the stone did the work basically um, retirement. I put them into either the, the water stream or close to the river, and then allow the uh, the stone to after the stone served so well to live live there, you know, as long as uh, the stone wants, and that. That can mean sometimes I leave it close in my environment. Sometimes I just let it go completely. And I've had uh, some amazing stones that you would not let go. And I just kind of like, it did the service. Let it go, you know.
2: Oh, that is so hard, though, because I, I'm, I'm going to try to work on that. I'm, I love my stone and I love my crystals. And it is really hard to let go, but I guess that's part of life.
0: Very much so, because they have their own they have their own consciousness, and if they're ready to go, and i had and you know I have a lot a lot of different stones sometimes yeah. stones they want to go, and I say, "No, not this stone, I cannot let this go <laughs> and I hold on to it, and all that happens is either the stone gets lost or breaks, or something happens. Uh, and if I would have let the stone go, it would have been the best.
2: Ah. Ooh, that's like a lot of things in our lives. I, I'd say we can apply that. There's <laughs> a lot of areas.
0: Letting it go, exactly.
2: So um, you, when we are in our sessions with you, you always have the best music that plays. I don't know what it is, but it is the best music. Um, and so, let me ask you: Is it music that would benefit us? I mean, in a, you know, with the exception of the soul-satisfying prosperity mantra, because uh-huh. that's uh, good for everybody. But when we're in the sessions with you, and that music plays. Is it something that we should also purchase on iTunes and play to continue to support us? Or should we just associate it with you whenever we do our sessions?
0: Well, I'm, I'm being asked to actually do um, share the, uh, the music a little bit more. Maybe I put in... Um, uh, maybe I make this a board, um, you know, where uh, where people can know what kind of music I'm playing. These are um, these are a lot of um, powerful songs that I that I basically pick, um, you know, to specific transformational um, needs. For example, if um, there are not just chakra sounds, but there are also themes emotionally oriented. They work on the mental body and I pick them out energetically as I see fit. And then I have the the playlist and um, different playlists. And then I play them as depending on if the person works on the heart, you know, if they work on their first chakra, on their seventh chakra, if they work on uh, participating more in life, releasing grief, depending on really what... Um, what the person uh, needs at that moment and inviting also higher frequencies, you know. Um, I, think, I think I will create something, um, you know, like on iTunes or so that, um, that people can uh, download or maybe on my site um, th- where, where people have an access to the different songs. And it's so amazing because when you utilize the right music at the right time, um, it creates an immediate release and it creates an immediate opening for the um, you know the topic that you're working on.
2: Well, I couldn't agree more. Like I said, uh, I, I go to your sessions and then when I walk in and hear the music, I'm like, all right, we're here to work. <laughs> Just like a signal. Um, so it's, it's very neat. Well, you are definitely the master. Uh, uh, so much especially when it comes to healing Um, but you're also human Uh, have you ever had an issue that you couldn't heal or that you even doubted yourself that it was so big that was insurmountable that you weren't sure but then you did you know you did transform it has that ever happened
0: yeah that's a really good question because I'm working in a field that is literally depending on my performance in the moment, my openness in the moment, and how clear I am in the moment. So a lot of times a lot of times what I'm doing is keeping myself as clear as possible, why? because that means I have to work less. How denser I am, how harder I have to work. Uh, self-doubt or doubt in this field, I think that just comes with the territory, because we are, we are basically are asked to stay open as a healing channel, as mediums, as psychics, as healers. Um, our, our most important asset is how clear we are in the moment. Does that make sense?
2: It does. does. Do
0: you think we are we still
2: on? Yes, yes. Oh, so, Okay. Great. <laughs> so I just heard
0: a sound. Yeah, that's um that that's something that I would like also to um, re- reinforce a little bit uh, to what I just said. The um the openness is our our um, most valued and prized asset so whenever we are in our openness is when we perform the best so if if you look on a daily basis on how your performance is or how our performances are we have to look into um, what needs to happen in order for us to be clear and in our confidence and in our trust of course our connectedness so when i'm most uh, you know starting the sessions my most important uh, thing is staying connected, um, aligned with my source and with the energy healing work and then I approach it from there. And every time the self-doubt comes up, I'm, I'm looking at the energetics. In fact, I can look even ahead into the session a day or two days ahead where I can then prepare. You can do, I can do also energy work if I feel um, insecure about moments of working with a person then I can, um, you know, I can tune into energy work on, um, on the person ahead of time. And uh, whenever I have self-doubt, I really I don't have, have it so much anymore. Because I look back, I have thousands and thousands of experiences where I say, you know what, I didn't know exactly how, but we figured it out. And what I can guarantee you is I'm going to figure it out. Whatever it is, I'm going to figure it out and that that takes away that self-doubt because whatever the cause for the stagnation for the disease or whatever whatever we're working on that needs to be transformed one thing is for certain i'm going to figure it out because that is my intention and sometimes we're working on things and it doesn't look like it's the right it's it's the right thing that a person wor- has to work on but over a detour it comes right to the point where the stagnation the problem started and they start to dissolve it
2: so that's why sometimes things get murkier before they get better
0: exactly they get into almost a healing crisis that can be whatever topic they're working on it can go first it looks like it's going Oh, my God, it's going downhill. What's happening? And then after two or three days, it kind of balances out. It's like they call it a healing crisis. And you don't have it just when you're detoxing. You have it also when you work emotionally, mentally, even when you work on it spiritually. It makes you feel first a little bit worse and then absolutely better.
2: Okay. Well, I know you're a seer and, uh, you know, among other things, you see all kinds of stuff. Have you ever seen, well, that's the other thing you taught me, that energy takes many different forms. Um, have you ever seen it take a form that frightens you?
0: I mean, I'm dealing in dimensions where other people watch the things as horror movies, <laughs> you know. I'm dealing in these dimensions where literally everything is real. And when you go into these dimensions, or, or let, me, uh, let, let me rephrase this, um, when you deal with these dimensions, um, you, you are basically exposed to beings, entities, um, uh, life forms in other dimensions, right? And um, I'm, I'm at a place where I, I work with my divine source with... Um, with God, with the with the Christ consciousness, with the Buddha consciousness, with the angel beings, I'm working with the light. You know that that really takes care of all beings in the in the multiverse. So I'm not stuck in these uh, darker dimensions. I'm just here to support the overall healing. Um, so I'm not even I'm not even going too much into judging it and what it is or not. I'm just seeing um, if a person is affected by a being or entity or another person that drains them of their life force, then I I suggest find a better solution because that's not healthy for both. And I'm introducing a new idea of life uh, possibility of living possibility, how these two beings can Either share their space without interfering with each other or living off, uh, you know, or or draining each other. And um, that's really more what I'm doing. I'm supporting the cleansing. For me, other uh, scary things are nothing else than if you look under a microscope and you see a parasite, you know, and it's like the scariest thing you have ever seen. Oh, Um,
2: it is. You're right. Especially when it's crawling on your skin.
0: (laughs) Yeah, especially when you look into a microscope and you see like, (laughs) what we have around bacteria viruses and all is the same thing so you know am i running around scared because of that no and uh, so should nobody else it's more we have a system that's intact we have our immune system and that's what we can utilize and it's uh, very powerful when you know when we step into our confidence yeah. well
2: you have been probably one of the most profound teachers for me uh, like I, I, there' are just no words to describe the effect you've had on my life. What about you? Who teaches you who who are your teachers? I know you said that the crystals have been your teachers for they yes. humans
0: oh, yeah, there's, there's a i had I had the um, the the luck I would almost say to meet beings, people, and Channels and mediums—they—they they were very open and clear and full of wisdom to teach me. I had, um, you know, I started early with my my mother. I had my mother around. I had my my father t- taught me a lot. I had uh, literally wise men um, that I could consult and meet in the wildest times and places. And the crystal beings themselves are when when they come in they can channel to humans and I had a lot of um, lot of people and beings that have been um, to their transformational journey and gave me insights you know when I had I I had encounters with Christ really early on I had encounters with with uh, Shakyamuni Buddha I had encounters with uh, with the divine in various forms and That's that's where I gained the um, the light connection, the mostly the light connection, and I went often. I went like right to the source without that I um, went too many detours. I I went right to the core, fearlessly to the core, in all in many different religions too, where I had insights and understandings and. Um, you know, and I, I wish I would be enlightened. You know, I'm still working on my own enlightenment. You know, <laughs> you I'm, I'm,
2: are.
0: <laughs> I'm still working on uh, not getting upset being in traffic. You know, <laughs> the, little stuff. You know, but you you have to look at this. I had the um, I have the um, uh, the, the, for, uh, the the luck and the fortune being around Tammy, for example. She is a very wise being herself and gives me sometimes deep deep insights where i'm just being a hothead you know and just wanna let's go transform <laughs> let's go and make this transformation happen and she says well you know it will it will sort itself out sometimes i'm sometimes i'm talking too much sometimes i'm too gullible you know and i have the 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 luck to be around people who 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 hold virtues you know in their lives and honor and uh, Responsibility and and still teach me because just because I have the gift, doesn't mean I'm you know I'm in this enlightened state all the time. I can utilize it. It's like a really good mechanic, you know. You you are a really good mechanic, but you know when you go home, you have to be also a good father. You have to be a good friend. You have to be a good person. So that's also something that I'm refining on a daily basis, where I'm still growing into.
2: Interesting. But I, I can see that. Um, well, this is a question that I have wondered every time I get to go to your one month. And your one month really are so effective in recharging, recentering, rejuvenating, um, instilling peace. Just, uh, thank you for offering the one month each week. Um, one of the questions I have is that when you ask us to expand, you're like, okay, take a moment, expand your energy. I'm always worried that my energy is bumping into the person next to me. So do our energies blend or do they go upwards so they're not bumping into other people? I, I'm just curious.
0: Yeah, the, the one means there are great to, um, tools and reminders for people to stay um, focused on their long-term goal so that they don't have the energy dips where they all of a sudden lose their energetics and then have to come back over a detour and then find themselves back on track. And when when, um, I ask the people to expand their energy, you often see me uh, saying connect with the earth energies, connect with the star energies, right? Right. That means, of course, it goes first of all up and down. So you really expand into your um, vastness, into the star, into the earth energy, then uh, there's there's like a spiritual membrane uh, energy around the bodies. When we expand into the oneness consciousness and awareness, um, then we are literally becoming one unit. Before I do this, I make sure everybody's energy is cleared and cleansed and we go into a purification process so that there is no residue affecting when we go into the expansion. Then I ask everyone now to expand their energy and that's like literally spanning around the globe. Oh, wow. Right? And when that happens, there is no not really bumping. There is like emerging and then a clear merging where the membrane is still intact where you really don't take anything on from anybody else either
2: oh that is so neat so we kind of go from this sense of separateness or duality into the one
0: exactly and we're staying in that oneness one man consciousness hey melissa we have to go into a break for a second okay and I tell you something, it's, you're so awesome, and I'm so glad you're here on the show. You're coming up with questions I should have known. They are, they're coming from a really awesome place. Thank you so much. Let's go into a break, and um, we're going to catch up um, right after the break, okay?
3: Like fireworks, a ton of words
0: to build.
1: Radio. Find Your Shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basilli as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
3: What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere, with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms, however, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit stellarreflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to strengthen relationships with others? Do you want to improve your financial status? Colette Marie Steffen is partnering with Mark Kettenbach to bring you an Energetic Upgrade online experience launching in April. Unfold and develop your full potential. Visit EnergeticUpgrade.com today for more information. That's EnergeticUpgrade.com.
0: And We are back. We are back with wonderful Melissa. This is Atana, Energy Works Radio. We are ready to get some more questions in from you, Melissa. And sure, sure. go ahead.
2: Well, we were uh, just talking about the oneness and how incredible uh, they are, and how the energy, uh, you know, were anchored in both the star energy, and the Earth energy, and that completely resonates, and I love the oneness of that. Sometimes you will also ask us to call in our source energy, and I'm a little confused on what is the difference between the source energy and the star energy, and what are their purposes? We
0: When I talk about the source energy, we have each person has their own um core energy that they're connected to and everyone has a different belief system you know somehow the same similar belief systems but when you for example when you connect with god you would say and you believe in god that's god is your source energy is your connection right right about uh, the the buddha consciousness or enlightenment then that would be your source connection
2: Oh okay now
0: that makes sense. Right And when you go into um, let's say you're connected to the uh, to be a Hindu or if you are a Muslim, you would say Allah is your source connection right or Shiva or Krishna is your source connection or Brahma And so it's like everyone has also on a mental level their um, their, their own modified source, Connection and then you know the energetic source connection of course is um, is very important that you call in because many times lived uh, we lived in um, in connection with the you um, know with the Christ consciousness the Buddha consciousness or all the other um, uh, you know paradigms and do- dogmas that are in existence so that's that's where that's geared from or to- towards.
2: And are they like when we visualize that? Are those like three channels or three beams of light that are running through us?
0: More like almost like a nebula in the universe, and as a nebula or or a, a cloud of light, it sends a beam of light right into your system.
2: Ah, okay. Um, One other question that I wanted to go back to is when, okay, so like if we're in the one minute or our healing sessions with you, and you talk about we are in like infinite speed. So if we are learning and transforming something at infinite speed, and let's just say it's like a roller coaster, it's too much, too fast and we shift over into another lane, or we coast for a little bit, is that okay? Are we getting out of the one that when we do that? Or are there different lanes for us to speed along in, depending on what we can handle? We
0: we are unlimited beings, of course. That means we are inf- infinite in, um, in our energy, in our expansion that means uh, the the speed that we can manifest or attract things can be in infinite speed the light speed you can measure it's uh, 100 something thousand miles an hour right um, or second and then infinite speed means you have an intention and it's actually already there with light speed you have an intention and it's kind of in a couple seconds it translates Infinite speed is me. It means it's already happened, because when you have an intention and you are on on infinite speed, that means the moment you have that intention, you already have the outcome.
2: Wow!
0: Right? There's not. There's already
2: achieved it.
0: Exactly. It's right there, because, and that's the ultimately the potential that we're carrying. So. As long as it still takes a long time to translate, that means a lot of our systems are not in alignment. How faster we translate into action what we actually intend, how more we are aligned with our source, how more we are aligned with who we really are.
2: Oh, so if we were still doing... The clearing and all of that, then that'll make us more aligned, and that'll help us see more of where we are and how fast we can go.
0: Yeah, and not just, and and I want to underline this too. Um, This this can of course get you into a place where you're like, oh yeah, faster and more, and uh, it it can put you into a, a stress mode. This is not what this is about, because. We still have to have the virtues of patience, compassion, and um, you know, unconditional love available for us and the world, but ultimately, we are unlimited energy systems. That means if we have an intention of healing, it can happen instantaneous. If we have an uh, intention of transformation, it can happen immediately. It doesn't have to go... Oh, I have to go this route, and then in five years I'm eventually clear. And this is not for the lazy healers or the lazy person, but ultimately that's the potential we carry. We may have not fully utilized it yet; we may not be fully there yet, but that's really where we're heading. If you look at the, um, if you look at the world records, how they get faster and faster and faster, the the world record holder in the future will be the person that says that thinks or intentionally wants to be at that place, it's actually already there.
2: Wow! So if we can imagine ourselves already transforming whatever it is, that will accelerate the process.
0: Exactly. And if you look at this, it's nothing else than conditioning the system. When the sprinters, what they do is they basically condition their bodies so that they can actually translate this as fast as possible. They have the intention to go from point A to B, and how fast they go there, how fast are the intention and how faster the system is streamlined um, or, or more um, conditioned towards it, how fast are they going to be there, and that's how they win the race. And that's really where we're all heading, right? Because why else would we create these world records and want to be fast and faster all the time? Well,
2: this is true. <laughs> you know, point made that okay that really resonates um what about like okay so you everybody I guess has these gifts inside and other people will expose new gifts for you you know as you grow um throughout your life what if It's like getting a present from somebody that you didn't really want. What if a gift comes to the surface that you're like, I don't really want that or thank you. How do you acknowledge, I guess, the grace of who gave you the gift as well as exposing the gift inside of you, but also honoring that that's not for you right now?
0: Well, a lot of people come to my energy healing classes and uh, a, a lot of the, uh, the people who come to the class are saying, you know, I don't want to do one-on-one sessions. I, I want this gift of energy knowledge, but I don't want to apply it on a one-on-one session. And then they still want to be in their field, whatever it is that they're working on. And ultimately, it's about utilizing your knowledge, your gifts for yourself to apply it for yourself, to heal yourself, to heal your own life. That is the most uh, far-reaching and most profound healing you can do on the planet at this time, is your self-healing. Because every person is related to another two or 300 people, at least to their lineage. So whenever we work on defining, utilizing our gifts for ourselves, even if we feel overwhelmed with it, it's so good if we um, refining it, applying it for ourselves and utilizing it or knowing that it's there and at least not trying to push it away. When I received my gift or, or realized that I had a sensory opening into the cosmos or multiverse, First, I was very much overwhelmed. I felt like I couldn't handle it. And I said, you know what? I'm not ready yet. I need uh, at least some more time to live life before I even can take that responsibility of even knowing or seeing or feeling or uh, changing. And it took me took me quite some more time to um, get expanded into that um, responsibility, and then I started to claim it, and then I started to applying it, and then I stopped refusing and resenting uh, my purpose, you know, And but I had times where I self-medicated, uh, where I didn't want it, where I wanted to run away from it. Um, that was a long, long journey for me until I realized, you know what? I better do this because this is my calling and it's going to make me happy and it's going to bring all the dreams and the and the love and the healing that I desire deep in my heart. And then I surrendered. Once I surrendered, my whole life started to change.
2: Well, and I appreciate you saying that it was difficult. It wasn't just... Because again, as for me, having a session with you um, or even going to the healing workshops, everything is so quickly transformed. So I like that you shared that it was a struggle. You know, um, so I am writing this book. It's called Turnstiles. And you have said in the past, right when you think you're going to just give up, throw in the towel, that's when success is going to happen. Mm-hmm. What can you, because we all encounter that, is there a mantra, a stone, a, a, an essence that can help us get past that point of, you know, I quit?
0: Yes. A, a wonderful stone is a just a simple clear quartz that we can um, fill with the intention of clarity and support and surrender the most important um, activity for me was surrendering trusting and keep on doing my energy work Um, doing the energy work is going to get you there wherever you need to be because whenever you bring more energy into your system how more energy work how more energy is available in your system how more you're um, your internal system will start to fine calibrate and support you the best way all these other things are fears and worries and anxiousness anxiety that's all something that is really not part of our core being these are all coming from limitation because we think we're not enough and we are unlimited energy systems so that's something really foreign to us and yet It's so there on a daily basis because we still think and believe about our systems and our limitations that we think we should have or we have. And every time we go into an expansion, a clear quartz crystal is a very good amplifier and an expander for our energy and for our consciousness that helps us to go into our unlimitedness, into our vastness. And more than anything, look at how long these crystals need to grow. They're like millions and millions and millions of years old. And a lot of us, even at this point on the planet, think the Earth is not older than 6,000 years. What is ridiculous, because this planet has existed for billions of years. And you have to understand, whenever you connect with this crystal consciousness, You connect with the awareness that we are far, far longer and vaster than we think we are. Even if you look at archaeology right now, every year we're pushing the existence of humanity 10,000 years back. We're going now back, in the past it was like maybe 200,000 years, now you look at millions of years. It's amazing once you connect with your unlimitedness, and it's so not easy because we're being taught about just in this this limitedness and thinking about these limited gifts that we have in life. So that expansion with the crystals gives you an expansion into the timelessness, if that makes sense.
2: It does. And, you know, going to your healing workshop, um, you know, you taught us the energy healing modality on ourselves to do the energy work. And I will tell you, I, you know, was arrogant and was like, yeah, I got this. I don't need to do that. And it's kind of what you said. It's like flossing your teeth, you know, sure. Brushing your teeth gets the job kind of done but flossing does it so much better and now you know I can truly say when I do the energy work I do feel a whole lot better my day goes a lot better um, so I, I thank you for teaching me that
0: literally, literally saved my life when, uh, when I do energy work it is, it is amazingly connecting to my source every time I do energy work um, and what I'm teaching also to, um, to, to my students and to the people who take the classes, is energy work is one of the most powerful expressions of your self-love, because you take the time in your busy schedule to do energy work, to take care of yourself, to take care of your energy hygiene. You're not just thinking about your mental hygiene or dental hygiene, but your energy hygiene. And you're clearing your energy field, you're clearing your system, you're clearing your chakras, you're clearing your mind, you're clearing your emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, astral body. And this is so powerful because you're making sure that you're a full functioning human being so that you can be there when you create a cause, when your source calls, when your higher self calls, so that you can be the best in every day, in every moment, so that you hear the divine at every moment, every second in your life. And that gets you back into that ecstatic, blissful situation where we are the superconductors of the divine. You know, we're clearing the channels. And it's amazing, whenever we do it, we are, we are back in our power because we're not leaving it up to coincidence.
2: Well, and, and uh, you're exactly right. It does clear out, so much, and I do feel better, and you just touched on something else that I've always had a question about. You will always tell us, you'll be like, open your heart, you know, expand your heart. How can we live like that, but then also protect ourselves from people who want to take advantage of that openness?
0: question. Wonderful question, because An open heart sometimes is the best protection, but your energy awareness is when that's being activated to recognize what somebody energetically does. An open heart without energy awareness can be a conflict. That's why I say uh, energy awareness, energy work will help you to be aware of it. Hey, Melissa, we, we are wrapping the show up. I want you to give us the name of your book one more time.
2: It's called Turnstile.
0: Can you spell it?
2: T-U-R-N-S-T-I-L-E-S. And um, I hope to have it uh, loaded onto Amazon within the next month.
0: Awesome. Well, we are looking forward to that. If you are interested in more energy work, let us know on AtanaMethod.com. You can find me also on Facebook. Can they find you on Facebook, Melissa?
2: Yes, they can, actually.
0: What's your Facebook sign?
2: Melissa Kelton. K
0: E L C O N. Okay. Melissa Kelton, Facebook. And thank you so much for being here, asking amazing questions uh, as the amazing being that you are. We had truly a long journey and you are amazing in your transformation, keeping it up, keeping it going and helping everyone around you and your own healing is tremendous. Astonishing how you how you moving into your transformation, and we're grateful for that, Melissa.
2: Well, thank you. You've certainly opened me up, and I appreciate all the support.
0: Awesome. We are looking forward to have you one more time on the show soon.
2: Welcome, that. I have tons of questions.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. We are we're thankful that you tuned in today. Have fun. Live a happy, healthy life. Do a lot of energy work. Energy work is going to save. It's going to transform your life. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back on very soon. Um, Keep your eyes open for us. We are here, Energy Works Radio. We're going nowhere.
1: Thank you for listening to Energy Works Radio with Atana Badili. Each show, Atana provides listeners with live energy healing meditations and tools to shed the layers of limitation and reveal the powerful life force within that can conceive, achieve, and activate you for an amazing life. For more information and to book a session with Atana, please visit AtanaMethod.com. That's AtanaMethod.com. And tune in next time for Energy Works Radio with Atana.
0: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.